Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. Raisin Bran. You got to put Raisin Bran up there. Everybody knows it. It's Mike Shope. Listen, get your own stupid old dying person team and and choose your own cereals. And the Bulldog. I shall unleash my fury upon you like the crashing of a thousand waves. That cereal is soggy. You reach into the fridge for the milk and open the lid on the milk to pour it in there, and that crap is already soggy. I am untethered, and my rage knows no bounds. <laughs> That's a problem. Oh. That's a problem for a cereal, and oh, I, I, I think. Problem. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog on WGR Sports Radio 550. Actually, you know where I think you're wrong there? <laughs> I'm not ready for this. <laughs> I can only say I think you're wrong because it's been decades since I've eaten Raisin Bran cereal. Well, Maybe since me, any cereal. Me, me too. <laughs> well, not any cereal, but Raisin Bran. When, when would be like my Raisin Bran years? Hashtag Raisin Bran years. That'd be like maybe high school uh, before getting on the bus. We didn't sure. always have Raisin we were a, We were a sugar cereal house, uh-huh. which we are not. At at the present time, my my house as a parent is not a sugar cereal house. Very strict uh, rules from my wife on that. But my my daughter loves to tweak her with how like I will tell her how I you know would eat every <laughs> sugar cereal and then drink yeah. Pepsi with it before getting on the bus before school. Um, really, but raisin bran here is where I think maybe you're wrong. Do you remember like sort of the there's like a sugar coating on the raisins that was great. Like a, not just sort of raisins, you know, like you buy a, a tin of raisins and you go to take some out and they're all stuck together. Sure. But in the, in the cereal, they had like this sugar coating on it that, um, was, was magical actually. So you yeah, should have, nothing, uh, nothing magical about that to me. Um, you, I don't know. And you could put a, a beer coating, a beer batter on mm. raisins. And I think I would be like beer. Battered raisins. raisins. Beer battered ra- I mean, coming to a county fair near you. Ross Tucker uh, at five. This, we'll have this, to mention that. <laughs> this summer. I, ra- raisins are just are just one of the most disgusting things on earth. Disgusting? So, yes. Not just, you know, you're not interested, they don't taste good to you, but they they actually gross you out. Yeah. Raisins. Yeah, the, te- the texture of them, touching them, putting them in your mouth, the feeling of them being in between your teeth 
Oh. Just not. I'm not with you pleasant. on that. I'm with not you on pleasant, that. Not pleasant. Not pleasant at all. It just uh, that can feel like that's never coming out. It, it yeah, and it it's just it's it's too similar to I don't know what I might imagine things you should never eat might feel like in your mouth. Uh, so I, mm. I, I don't know. Please don't ask me for an example. Uh, just I'm not a fan. And and the flakes of the the cereal, which is the crux of the uh, argument you just heard there, uh, are. are just, Got very soggy, as I recall. The flakes are the crux. The fl- the flakes are the crux. The flakes are the crux. Yeah, I mean the raisins. Are, I know it's I know it's raisin bran. So like the raisins are the star of the show, but you know there's no way more cereal content there than there is raisin. I don't know. Maybe they're a modifier. The bran is the star. Well, mm. these th- this debate has raged on for decades, and we'll have to continue to do so without our being able to settle anything. Sadly. The Bills are going with uh, Bobby Babich as defensive coordinator. Did you kind of sniff that out yesterday, maybe a little bit, talking to Uh, Sal? Well, I think when we talked to Sal, I I mean, I asked him how much would there be urgency to hang on to him because Eric Washington left to go to the Bears over the weekend. And, you you know, you can't find replacements for these people. But, you know, you like what you've got going on. You like their the way they teach, the way they work with your players, your players like them. I don't think you want to have to be replacing multiple spots on the staff. So I, I felt like the, the way Babbage's name, the way he was being talked about uh, for the last week or so led me to believe that, that they would be eager to hang on to him and find a way to do that, and this was one way to ensure that. If he's a candidate for other jobs at this level, D coordinator, then slap a title on him and manage to hang on to him. So, I don't know, called it. I mean, it just it looked like the trail of breadcrumbs was leading to that. Really, the linchpin to it was when the assistant head coach and D-line coach Washington left. They're, they're going to want to hang on to this guy. So, they moved. Yeah. Well, um, I haven't decided yet how much I care about this. Like, if, if he's not calling plays, it could be just sort of a, a title, money, promotion uh, thing where he might have some more responsibilities, but maybe not, like, critically responsible. Um, none of that is meant, like, sort of to demean him or this. Like, it's just sort of, if, if McDermott is the play caller, then I don't know where I'm at that's different. So, you know, we'll get, that, that that's just the very, that's the first day. I mean, we'll get from Sal and from people more of an idea, you know, philosophically, just sort of what he's like or what he's about. He's been yeah. here a long time. But. Yeah, he's been here with McDermott the whole ride. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, maybe um, – maybe I don't know exactly what – I know the combine is coming up, but I have not checked the dates because it's, you know, not an event it's tonight. I travel to. Uh, but I know the combine's coming up, and th- usually – the coach and the GM both speak at that event, and I'll bet that that's a play. I think it, that might be where we found out about Leslie Frazier last year, if I recall correctly. Yeah. Uh, so you know he'll have he'll be asked the question anyway. Uh, I would imagine at, at that event uh, whether he gives us an answer or it's just sort of vague, well, we'll see. You know, whatever. But it'll come up. So that's our maybe our first our our first chance to figure out. Oh. What exactly? Clear, <laughs> clear your calendars. Yeah, I know. Clear, right? clear your calendars for that. All right. Well, um, it's significant enough to come into consideration during reverse AFC power rankings. I think no. coordinators are flying around. Most of the playoffs are over. Reverse AFC power rankings powered by Empire Electric. 
your residential neighborhood electrician. Visit EmpireElectricians.com. It's been interesting the last few weeks trying to figure out how to do this in a possibly meaningful way where like the, the season is just ending and who cares if Pittsburgh is worse than Las Vegas, anything like that. But now it's the offseason. Coaching changes have happened. Uh, speculation about perhaps, you know, roster moves, quarterback changes, depending. And so uh, I think we should give it a whirl. And I think the only thing that's certain is who number one is. Really, like, after that, there could be a wide range of opinions. Bobby Babich, Arthur Smith. All, all, all these impactful hires. Yeah. Jim Harbaugh. Or did that happen? That happened before we did this the other day. Yeah, he was already. We, when we did this last Thursday. Thursday, it was, yeah, re- reverse AFC coaches. Right, because every vacancy had been filled. <laughs> right. So we decided to just sort of do a little sidebar. Yeah. Okay, 16. Who right now is the worst team in the AFC? I mean, the worst vibes are Pittsburgh with Arthur Smith becoming the <laughs> offense coordinator. Like, they're not, like, they went from a team that I thought, ooh, they might be, like, fun to get Justin Fields. Not anymore. It, it kind of feels like they're, like, with Arthur Smith coming in, it's going to be Pickett and or Mason Rudolph, and we're just going to run the ball. I agree that being a fan of the Steelers right now is pretty bleak. Because you're not bottoming out. Right. Like, that, that has been available to the Steelers for a few years in a row. Their last playoff win goes back quite a while now. It's, goes, it's before Patrick Mahomes entered our worlds. And yeah, you could, yeah, you could make a case that the, the bragging about Tomlin never having a sub-500 record is becoming a problem. It's holding you back. <laughs> it's holding you yeah, back because it, it, neither are they winning, you know, 11, 12, or 13 games every year. It's like they're just squeezing by, and that's, you know. I'm I'm fine with Pittsburgh here. They go from 10 to 16. Uh, I, I'm fine with it. Like, what really is the ceiling? What is the quarterback move? Fields might be amazing there. If they do it, I'm changing my answer. <laughs> like, like that, that, even Arthur Smith, like, he's a runner. That, that could be actually great. Um, but it just feels like they definitely wouldn't do that. It's not a Steelers yeah. kind of move. Yeah, I'm fine with them at the bottom, or excuse me, at the top. Okay, good. This when we did the coaches thing, I think I mentioned them for this spot, just because of everything you've just laid out. Um, even though Tomlin is, you know, got an excellent, he's, he's got an excellent track record. I just feel like they're stuck. Okay, fifteen. I will say Vegas. I want to go New England here. I like the Gerard Mayo hire. It could be interesting. He's a younger guy. He actively said he doesn't want to be, you know, Bill Belichick. But their talent is so poor. And, I, look, they could get a Drake May or Jane Daniels. It still feels like we're a few years away from them even being slightly serious. I I, I am tempted to say New England, too. But I, I, I think because they have the pick um, and the Raiders don't, I, I, I think I want to put the Raiders here. The Raiders right. pick 13th. I'm going to ride with Mike here on this. Yeah, I mean, they, maybe they find their way to Michael Penix Jr. or something, and that works great, maybe. or I don't, I don't know how high Bo Nix is supposed to go. Bo Nix. Oh. Um, He's older than me. <laughs> Bo Nix. Little known fact. I am younger than Bo Nix, literally. I do sort of, like, in my head, it feels to me like he might have played at Auburn right after Cam Newton. He played at Auburn <laughs> under Pat Dye. I don't think 
That's Remember the 87 Sugar Bowl? He was great in that game. 10-10. Bo Nix. All right, Vegas at 15. I'm just not... Antonio Pierce seems like, you know, a very respectable coach and guy. I just am betting against it. It's a it's defense, and he didn't really impress in the stuff I care about. Some of the stuff I care about, fourth downs and game management in the games he coached. Everybody loved him, and that's not nothing. That's why he's that's why he was kept. Yep. And you know, they the, the team did play better. Like they were they celebrated the move to Antonio Pierce. And, you know, they kind of looked, they were better after that. So we'll see what happens. 14? I'll go Patriots here. You're both Patriots? I would say Tennessee probably. Uh, New England, though. Okay, New England at 14. They have the third pick of the draft. And that's probably, well, it's, it's what? Almost three months. But that's probably fine. For a quarterback you can believe in, like Richardson or Stroud, who was second or third last year, they were three of the top four, whatever, however it went, um, or were they top three? Am I no, getting that wrong? No, because no, because Houston went back up and took the defensive end, Will Anderson. Right. So he went third. Stroud yeah. went second. Anderson went third. Yeah, and then Richardson went fourth. Richardson and Colts had four. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean. Right now, it sounds like quarterback-wise, New England should be able to get somebody believable. Mac Jones was a little bit of a strain. Right. They'll, they'll, like, they'll get, yeah, I mean, if, if Williams, May, and maybe Jaden Daniels are the top three quarterbacks, they'll get one of them. They'll get one of them. 13. Tennessee for me. I'm fine with that. 12. Denver. Denver, yeah. Denver. 11. Jets. Jets. 10. Jaguars. J- Jets. I was going to say Jack. Did you hear me say Jack? J- J- I did. Jackson- I heard the J- 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 Jacksonville. Were you going to say Jacksonville or were you going to say gonna, Jaguars? I was, I was going to say Jacksonville. Okay. Would have counted. Not, <laughs> Thank you. Nine. Chargers. <laughs> Harbaugh freaks me out, but they're an old team. They're going to have to do a lot of work to figure that out, especially on the defensive side. But they'll, they'll, they'll be better, I think, than ninth. But for right now, I haven't seen it yet. Okay. I don't know who I'd want to put. I have one team that I would want to put ahead of them next, but I am going Chargers over this team uh, barely. Eight for me is Miami. There's no other team left in, in the discussion that I wouldn't rather be than the Dolphins, with the mm-hmm. possible exception of the Browns with Watson and what that is going forward. I mean, maybe maybe the right choice is the Browns, but Bengals, Texans, Bills, Ravens, Chiefs, Browns. See, I, I do oh. want to go Cleveland here. Did for... I? Sorry. Indianapolis is also on the board. They can stay. They're okay. Cleveland, I want to put here. Tua, I have questions about, major questions. I don't even think Miami should pay him the big money, but at least I know I can get a good season out of Tua. Cleveland with Deshaun Watson still has no idea what they're getting out of him. And they have huge money invested. Huge money. Yeah, I think uh, I think, I think Zach uh, just swayed me. Cleveland. Uh, I would go Browns here. Next. Okay. Yeah. 
Ken Dorsey. Yeah, go get him. Former Browns quarterback, Ken Dorsey. That's right. Seven, Miami. I'm good there, sure. Six, Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Yeah. <laughs> I heard you say Indianapolis that time, if you're wondering. I did hear that. In stereo. Five. Uh, five. This is interesting, I think. This is um, interesting, I think. Five. I want to go Cincinnati here. Their secondary is bad. They they did not replace their two safeties. They lose their OC. I, Burrow, I think, will be fine post-injury, but T. Higgins, that's a huge question mark, what they're going to do at number two wide receiver, and that's been their calling card of having a loaded wide receiver room. They're now going to get tested. And I, I just I like a team like Houston being able to keep Bobby Slowick another year with their young quarterback. I think it's going to do dividends for Houston. I think, I think the other team here is the Bills because I feel like the Bengals go back to being the Bengals immediately. If Burrow gets hurt again, then that changes things. But I think a year ago, the Bills just lost to the Bengals and then lost to Kansas City. And, you know, we're having conversations like one with Ross Tucker is like, can you really expect the Bills to beat Cincinnati if they play again in the playoffs? And it wasn't like you couldn't see it, but I think they go back to being Cincinnati. Like the Bills roster has more coming, maybe as much as the Bengals roster. The Higgins question is the big question. And, you know, they, they they can just kick that down the road and franchise them. I don't know how happy he'll be about that, but... You know, we've seen guys bitch and moan about it and then eventually show up and play. So um, they don't have to get blown apart there. Um, and they've got a ton of cap room. And the Texans have $70 million in cap room. And the Bills have negative 40. So the, the Texans is aggressive, too. Like, not naming them here yet. You know, come on. Um, I think I, I've been swayed, Buffalo. I, I'm the Bills at five. I really am. I think I'm the Bills at five. Even, even Babich is, is more vibes than anything because you don't know if he's calling plays. And even if he is, you have no idea if he's any good yeah, at it. I, like I said earlier, I don't even know what I want to do with that, if anything. I'm not sure I want to do anything with it. We did not exactly talk a lot of Leslie Frazier in the five years or whatever it was under McDermott. It was McDermott. Right. Not that that was necessarily right, but. All right, Bills at five. Wow, I, I I would uh, put either of the teams that we've talked about here, Cincinnati or Houston, here, but I'm outvoted. You you've convinced okay. Zach to go Bills, so uh, I just want to raise my hand as I'm objecting because you know this is so important. No, no, I mean that's what I have, I would do the same thing. <laughs> I always do that. Like just want to say this is not my call. But this time I I am <laughs> right. conscientious object objection. Okay, four. I, I Texans. I, I gotta say Houston. Houston. Yeah, I, I can't. I mean, yeah. Three Cincinnati. Sure. Wow. Did they ever have a great day? No kidding. <laughs> Somebody tell them. <laughs> Joe Goodberry, are you out there? Yeah. Third. Oh, no. The Bengals. Third. I wonder, I'd like to know what his opinion would be of this. Right now, ranking the Bengals as better than the Texans and the Bills, especially the Bills. Right? Like just. Well, my opinion of it is it's crazy, but crazy. What what, anyway. what do you say to my point about where we were a year ago with them? And I mean, I, I'm not expecting you to know their depth chart, but like, don't you kind of feel like they sort of get they start over and maybe would even be 
given credit over the Ravens, perhaps. Like, they've done the thing that the Bills and Ravens have now, the Ravens, failed to do. I don't want to overreact to that. It's one game. Uh, and, and they, they, you know, they got they got the one more play. I mean, c- congratulations. They got the play that we can't seem to get, 13 seconds or, you know, last week. Um, but I, I I don't know, man. I like Allen much more than Burrow as a, as a player. Much more. Much more. Um, and the Bengals, I, I just, I don't know. I, 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 I guess... Last year at this time, I wondered if they'd be able to keep it all together, and then Burrow got hurt, and so we don't know. They looked like, you know, they looked like them in in a pocket of the season there where he was actually healthy before before he got hurt a second time, including, of course, the game against the Bills where they were in control. Yes, that's right, and the, their trip to San Francisco. Ooh, forgot was, about that. You know, that was enormous. They and the Ravens both dominated yeah, San Francisco on they the road. Drummed the, they drummed the Niners like the Ravens did. That's right. Wow. So I I I just I'm skeptical that they'll be at the level they've been. Okay. Two Ravens, one Chiefs, sure. right? Yeah. I don't even think you have to put Baltimore at two. I mean, they they were excellent, but they they really missed a huge opportunity. It was more their year than it was ever the Bills' year, and just it's it's gotta it's gotta hurt bad. All right, reverse AFC power rankings. I mean, no days off for reverse AFC. Well, six days off in a week. But this is a a year-round endeavor. Yes. Powered by Empire Electric, your residential neighborhood electrician. Visit empireelectricians.com. All right. We'll talk about... uh, Babbage, you're welcome to tell us what you think, 803-0550. Of course, I think what happened in the coaching ranks today with Ben Johnson not leaving the Lions for a head coaching job, also for the second year in a row, by the way, is super interesting. And the conversation that it gets me to is one we've had uh, many times. We'll get to that here coming up. Not that this kind of thing has happened that many times, where, again, twice in a row now, a guy with a chance to go to a head coaching job doesn't to stay as an assistant. Trista Crick at 4, Sal Capaccio at 4.30 with his insight on the Bills announcement. Ross Tucker at 5. Give us a call. We're open here. 803-0550, the number. Mike Shope and the Bulldog, WGR. For Ben Johnson to know, instead of saying, you know what, let's wait and see what happens. Do I get it? Do I not? He has a great chance. He has a great life. He is an excellent, excellent offensive coordinator who's going to have an opportunity Next year, Tom, the fact that he pulls out now guarantees he is not going to get a head coach. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Job this year, but it's certainly much like the Lions window is now open, Ben Johnson's coaching window is open as well. Well, <laughs> or or closed, uh, at least for this year. Ian Rappaport. It's a, it's super interesting. I, I don't know very much about this guy. On a on a human level, I respect it mm-hmm. because you're not supposed to do it. I mean, the pressure you sort of get funneled if you're lucky enough and successful to head coaching jobs, and often those end up with franchises that, I mean, you can't survive. Uh, and then what? And then you're a coordinator somewhere else, and you're just bouncing all over the country for 20 years. So stability is is highly coveted in, in coaching, and he might be in a place where he's got the Detroit offensive coordinator job for a long time if he wants to just have that job, at least for another year. I mean, mm-hmm. you have to go pretty badly for him to not – for him to get fired or something next year. But it's – um. That's interesting. Did, did, just, he, did he go? Do you happen to know? I, I, I'm sitting here now realizing I don't know. Did he interview with these teams before, or, or was it all waiting until they were eliminated? I know there's a window there where he could have talked to these teams. Like, I wonder if he got yes. a feel for Washington or Seattle. Like, Washington's the one. Like, Washington was, they, they don't want Belichick because they're after this guy. At least that's the reporting that I saw uh, on that. Um, but, like, maybe he just, you know, bad vibes? Like, I don't know. Neither – I mean, Seattle's got Geno Smith. I don't know how you want to feel about that. He's not exactly a young quarterback. He's been at a, at a respectable level for a couple of years since his career kind of restarted. But Washington isn't anywhere. And, you know, you might you might want to hold off and see if you can wait for, I don't know, a situation like Jim Harbaugh just walked into. Like, they, oh, they've got a guy, and I can be the guy that straightens him out. Great. I guess. I mean, that could be right. They do have the second pick, just like we talked about with New England before. Washington will right, get somebody right. That's right. that a coach probably would really love to have to work with, and, yes. and, and from the beginning. So, um, you know, that's good. There's an argument that Washington is in a better quarterback situation right now than the Chargers are. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's a great one, but... Or even Detroit. Cert- maybe Detroit, yeah, right? But, again, like... Human level, cool. You're happy? Keep going. Why do you have to go to the next bigger market or bigger bigger job? So that's that's good. I think about, too, like the fact that here's Washington getting ready to start over. They have new ownership with a, a rookie stud prospect. And like most of the names that are left, Dan Quinn, Belichick, most of the names that you hear like still be viable considerations are defensive coaches. Vrabel too. Mike Vrabel, of course, maybe quintessentially, if not Belichick is. Like, yeah, right. And so I know just how many years of this, you you too. Like you would want to start with an offensive coach, especially if you're drafting a quarterback at two. Right. But Bobby Slowick maybe is the one name where like he had interviews, the Houston guy. Um 
And so you could do that. But would you feel like you had to? This could be interesting, like thinking about Brady. I think he probably, Johnson probably did interview, uh, like Zoom wise, mm-hmm. like Brady did with Atlanta, I think. Because when did that happen? That, broke before the bills had been eliminated that's right so i think that's how that worked but i'm not positive of that they they had to wait to hire him until detroit lost but you know they're not getting right right right. so they yeah well so yeah i mean i wonder what they do now uh because you're right like the the, at least of the names that were talked about in this cycle there's not there's not much left offense wise so, like, I don't know, do, do you circle back now and start talking to guys that you hadn't maybe been considering because you've lost out on what, at least from here, we presume to be their number one target? Um, yeah, I don't know. You know, like, you, you also want to, you know, consider getting, you know, there, there's different things to consider. Um you know, experience and ha- having done the job of head coach before might matter. And, like, these defensive guys certainly have that. All of the names you mentioned have that, whereas any coordinator that's out there now might not have any of that. So that could be challenging. Like, I, I wonder. That's a-, a hell of a spot. Like, I wonder how jilted Washington feels right now by, by that. Like, did that, like, wreck their week or their off season? Maybe. Maybe. It wasn't that every hire was an offensive coach. Uh, Atlanta for one, with Raheem Morris. And, you know, that's a team that had an offensive coach, and you'll often see that, where they make a change and they go the, the other way. But isn't it just, like, as true as ever, or is it not? Like, would, would you rather have Mike Vrabel or Bobby Slowick? Mike Vrabel, coach of the year, franchise lacking severely for credibility. There's a guy right there. Yeah. Or, that, that, I think that that's, that's closer than I'd like to admit because of the experience factor. You don't know... If Bobby Slowick can do the job, you know, I mean, he's never done the job. There's the it's it's a different gig than just being in charge of the offense and calling the plays. Um, lots of guys have made the transition. Obviously, I mean, it's the, it's the number one, you know, transition into head coaching ranks is being a coordinator on either side of the ball. Uh, but I mean, guy's gonna nail it, and so Vrabel with his resume. As much as I want an offensive guy so I can avoid, right, what my best case scenario is I hire Vrabel, he gets a super bright coordinator to come with him who nails it, and in a year or two, and their their rookie quarterback flourishes, and maybe in a year, it's over. Right, i got to start over, and and you don't want to do that, especially with the rookie quarterback. Um, So, like, I'm balancing – experience and a guy that I've seen do the job uh, versus stability, I think, of having an offensive guy that I don't have to worry about there, you know, being a new guy every couple of years. Well, you know, that's Washington. It's just, it, it gets you to McDermott. And it gets me there because of the conversations that we have found ourselves having after every season you know, starting with when the Bills lose. There's, you know, sometimes two, three weeks between when they lose and the Super Bowl, like this time right here. And one way of talking about it has been, like for me, was last year and previous years being like, if they have the same season, I know, I know, I know about offensive coordinators. If they have the same season, I can't imagine wanting to change coaches. And it's a little harder to say that so definitively for me this year than last year, because I know it can't just be forever. So 
There, there is still that. Say, it, you know, John Harbaugh, who coached special teams, didn't make the Super Bowl. McDermott didn't make the Super Bowl. Dan Campbell, who played tight end, didn't make the Super Bowl. It's Kyle Shanahan and Andy Reid. You know, to whatever extent you want to draw, we do with quarterbacks, we do with coaches all the time. You want to make conclusions about how the teams in the Super Bowl, why they're there. That's an easy one. Good, well, Mahomes is Mahomes. Who knows what Brock Purdy really is. Everybody wants to see what Brock Purdy looks like on another team. You know, on, a, on the Carolina Panthers this year, would he still would he be the starter by the end of the season? <laughs> yeah. But is what it is. Tough luck. Yeah, he's got this coach and he's got this system and it works. So yeah, it's amazing. And the guy could be the last pick in the draft, literally last year, and um, be starting in the Super Bowl and maybe win it against Mahomes. Who knows? And like, it it's still there. That's all. I guess I want. Yeah. I guess that's my conclusion. Is this just that the the, the Defensive coach, offensive coach point is still there. If if the Bills have the same year, however you want to exactly define it, does Brady go? Right? I mean, that's another division title. It's another playoff win. If it's identical, nobody's going to blame him, or are they? Maybe. Potentially they could for why they didn't go farther. Right. Next year, but Josh Allen's going to throw for his, you know, his, his yeah. forty-five total touchdowns, passing and running, and his <laughs> yeah. thousands of yards, yeah. and be an MVP candidate. And you're the offensive coordinator of that team. You know, if it's I, not, if it's not that big, that'll be a story. Like it's probably going to be something like that. Yeah, I, I think the fact that he even got that sort of attention after you know, co- you know, being the coordinator for what was it, seven or eight games, whatever it was, including the playoffs. Uh, is an indication. I mean, he's he's what I think a lot of teams. He's still just thirty four years old. Um, a lot of teams might look at is like this is like the tre- the trend this off season. The Tampa guy uh, go- going to Carolina ha- has been Canales, right? That's his name. Yes. Um, like the, the young bright coordinator on the offensive side of the ball getting elevated. And Brady, I mean Brady is out of central casting for that. So if they have yeah, I mean, if Allen, if Allen's Allen and throws for his, you know, 4,400 yards and runs for 12 touchdowns and throws for 40 or 35 or whatever, yeah, he's going to get – he'll get this attention, I think, for sure. Um, well, then, really, for our purposes, that's what. Because with, with Dable, it was askable, do you keep Dable instead? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And then, like – Earlier this year, that became more and more popular take. I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could do it. If I ran things mm-hmm. as much as, like, it, I, I don't know, like, I, I would have a problem there because, like, if I inherited McDermott, I respect him and m- the number of games that he's won. He's made my franchise a perennial Super Bowl contender. But, um, you know, I want an offensive coach in charge, and I would have, I just don't think I could do it. Like, relieve him and then put my coordinator in his place. Maybe next year I could, but after 2020, I don't think I, or 21, whichever it was, I don't think I could have done it. As I said, you know, all along, I just, yeah, I get it, but I couldn't do it. Yeah. I, um, I think this, this whole conversation about, the, the importance of having an offensive coach as your head coach to avoid this scenario where your coordinator becomes a rock star and gets a head coaching job and leaves and you've got to start over 
at the position uh, or just find someone to sort of jump in, kind of like the Bills have done now twice, right? I mean, Dorsey was here already. Brady obviously was here already. So somewhat seamless, but still, you know, you got to make a change. Um, I don't remember when McDermott – it's one of these things that comes up, I think, that only happens when your team is good. And when McDermott got hired, there was no recent history at all of the Bills being good. So I don't remember strongly having a preference, you know, about defense versus offense. Like, I don't remember how in-depth we would have had these conversations about that subject. I feel like it's something that I've only come to realize as they got good. Like, oh, they're good now. Dayball's going to leave. Oh, crap. Okay. <laughs> um, and, whereas, like, when McDermott got hired seven years ago, that was a foreign concept to me. I, I'm sure that that rationale was out there and existed because teams, good teams have been going through this sort of thing, um, you know, for years in the league. But it wasn't something that really I'd experienced yeah, as directly as the team I talk about for okay, living, okay, uh, having it. So. I mean, it was out then, but yeah. maybe not as I'm not, I don't want to say obvious. Like you don't have to agree with it, but prevalent. Um, yeah, it's interesting to look back on that. Like I, not only would I would I want the offensive coach to take over, especially when I'm coming off defense. Like I I bought Rex Ryan. Because you had an, a sale and, you know, a, kind of a, a star in the coaching ranks who he'd beaten New England in the playoffs. I mean, just let's start there. So I, I bought it. And then, you know, you could easily eventually see why, okay, well, this is still not a serious team this way. Right. But after that, there's your moment because you don't have the quarterback. And one thing I remember talking about a lot thinking about Sam Darnold for this, this would be 2018, same draft as Allen, of course, how, and this happened to Mayfield too, good luck. Mm-hmm. You know, if your coach is a holdover, and he was, that was Todd Bowles with the Jets, and like, you're, you're, you're at the same time, starting with a rookie quarterback who you decide has to play, rookie deal, everything, find out if he's good, and a coach who kind of has to win, this happened with the Bears too, and and Nagy didn't settle. Like he started Andy Dalton instead of Fields, which ended up dooming Nagy, if not also Fields. Right? Like you you want the offensive coach, and you want it to align with yeah. the rookie. That's what um that would be in Washington, whether it was Ben Johnson or Slowick. Mm-hmm. Like if that happens in Washington, that's ideal. You don't want somebody who. Like Ron Rivera with Sam Howell, like uh, you're they're, you're both kind of screwed, and you, the quarterback is more important. Having the right coach and having him be on the same timeline, I think, is really good. And there there, there was this risk with Allen too, and I was not optimistic about Allen. And one part of that was defensive head coach who's already a year in. One significant difference in that example, though, was McDermott was fine because they broke the drought. Like the Bills got in the playoffs where the Jets were terrible and I don't know, the Browns, right? So he was he was safe. And he, Yeah, yeah, he, he had the goodwill that he could sustain a, a year that you kind of shovel into the volcano. 
which is, you know, what Allen's rookie year was. Like, and, you know, I don't know, maybe he tried to some extent to avoid that by starting Nathan Peterman. In the maybe. Opener, but it lasted only a half, and then there, there goes Allen. And so, you know, you're, you're going you're gonna to have to just live through that. And, you know, maybe it mattered uh, internally that they'd had the success they had. I mean, certainly the fan base, there was a lot of goodwill. I mean, you broke, you broke a 17-year playoff drought. Oh, you're bad with a rookie quarterback? Yeah, fine, pass. Let's see, let's see what happens from now on. It's impossible to know, and it's hardly worth even care, caring enough to consider it. But if I mean, a, a mediocre, at best, Bills team that makes the playoffs in 17, I mean, they were super lucky, and they do that, 18 happens the same way. Instead, instead, 17 goes like you lose three more games, whatever, 6 and 10 or something. 18 goes the way it went. 19, you're kind of in that moment where if McDermott makes it to 19, you've got to, he's got to win. Yeah. But Allen was so good, and then 20 took off, of course. But 19, he was good enough where that might have been, you know, McDermott might have survived that, and off off you go the same the same way, but... Yeah, it's a really interesting thing now because you, if you pick PFF Bobby Slowick, he worked at PFF, and so did the, uh, Zach Robinson, who got an offensive coordinator job uh, this week. You, you take that guy over Mike Vrabel, you're really making a statement about what you think matters. Right. Yep. And it's one that a lot of teams already are making. 803-0550 to join us. Trista Crick, Sal Capaccio, Ross Tucker, all still to come today. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog WGR. Yes. Trista Crick, Sal Capaccio to come next hour. Ross Tucker at 5. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog here. I just drafted Marquise Bucky Irving, and I have never felt more alive. This is a, this is a football draft. Welcome to 2024. Marquise Bucky Irving. Is, Welcome to the squad. Uh, please tell me all about Marquise Bucky Irving. Want to guess? Who is Bucky Irving? I bet Zach knows. I do know. That definitely that, sounds like a, a running back. Does it? Yeah. You're right. Wow. Why would Bucky make you think running back? That's interesting. Bucky. Um. Bucky. I don't. I don't know. It just. It just doesn't sound like a receiver nickname to me. Bucky Brooks. That was his God-given name. Was it? What do you think? What do you think? Do you think it was? Um, I sort of agree. Bucky, for me, if I, if your name is Bucky and I know you're a football player, I'm thinking maybe you're a safety. Sure. Bubba, McDowell. But yeah, Bubba. Bucky, Bucky. Your Bubbas, your Buckies. Line, linebacker, too, maybe. Um, undersized? Is a Bucky likely to be undersized? Yes. Yeah, and he is. Bucky Irving is right, not big. No. Running back for Oregon. I could have written this scouting report myself. You you basically have just completely sight unseen. You've basically yeah. told us everything we need to know about Bucky Irving. Yeah, he might be running back one in, uh, well, in rookie drafts, but in the NFL draft. There is not a guy this year. I mean, the NFL was already mostly off drafting running backs in the right, first but, round. But but Brees Hall and Bajan Brees Robinson Hall. at least made the conversation interesting. Jameer Gibbs, you know, to a lesser extent. I mean, I don't know anybody was thinking he'd be a first-round pick, but there it was. Um, not a guy this year that's going to elicit that conversation, probably. N- not as far as I know. I mean, think about Hall and, before him, Jonathan Taylor. I mean, 
those guys were second round picks and they've both shown like to be great. They were the Hall was the first running back in his draft, I believe, but still second round. This guy is not Brees Hall or Jonathan at all. Like there just is not the Ohio State running backs. Why'd you pick them then? Well, it's the 12th round. (laughs) Since you asked, it's the 12th round. That's why I picked him, but picked Bucky Irving. Um, yeah, like it's going to be, it, I don't know, somebody that's more knowledgeable. I haven't like exactly studied it. I'm sort of taking it for granted that it's going to be a record for how late the first running back picked mm, is picked. Okay. I mean, there, the Ohio State running back, Stevenson, is that his name? Henderson. Henderson. Henderson, sorry. Yeah, not nine letters, but don't, you know, get, get off my back, Bulldog. Hend- Henderson. Mm-hmm. He. Bucky Henderson. Yeah, I've heard of him. Travion Henderson, maybe. <laughs> like he was probably he was in position to maybe be the first running back picked, but went back to school. So that's out. He's not gonna be, he's not gonna be picked now. Right. He went back to school. That'd be kind of weird if somebody picked him. It would be very. Yeah. Just do your due diligence for once. <laughs> Pay attention. Imagine if that happened. Pick a guy that's not even eligible. Wow, it'd be a you get fired for that. So, um, I don't know. I'm not sure it has to be Bucky Irving. He's a smaller receiving back from Oregon. But those guys, I mean, some of those guys really did well this year. And um, anyway, that's... Well, it all depends on, you know, where, where he goes and what his, uh, you know, what his role will be. That's right. <laughs> how, much, how much availability is there for him, that's to, right. him to eat? You're not going to like my team here because the next pick was Keon Coleman. And you're going to be like, why didn't you just pick Keon Coleman? Where does he get? Is he a first-round pick? I see him in the 20s. Uh, but we'll see. I, I have a feeling he's there's going to be a lot. Like I already said, like just watching him, I crushed on him watching him. But there's a lot of uh, debate, I think, out there um, among analysts wh- whether or not he's you know worthy of it because he's not as finished as other guys are. And that, admittedly, as much as I crushed on him watching him play for Florida State this year, that's a big concern for me. You know, like if he's rated as the fifth best receiver in the draft, right, and is there around the time, you know, it's getting to be the Bills pick and he's there, and I need a guy that can step in and play right away, I'm going to be a little worried about the being the team that picks the guy that is, you know, not as well-rounded, not as not as finished a product. There's certainly going to be other guys that are more ready to step in um, that maybe than him, if that's right. I mean, I, you know, doesn't have to be right either, but there seems to be a lot of debate out there. about. He that. is kind of an interesting guy to talk about, it seems already. Trista Crick next, then Sal with his thoughts on the Bills announcement. Bobby Babich will be their defensive coordinator. We'll also talk to Russ Tucker later today. Mike Schopen, the Bulldog, WGR. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 